You ready? Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound ready. <laughs> Let's get into it. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Where do we even begin? Okay, well, well I, we begin as we always begin. Uh, episode one. Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today, we are coming back to a topic we talked about earlier, but in a whole new way. This is a bonus episode because today we are going to do our Star Wars Roundup. Put the nail in the coffin. (laughs) It's been a year since the main canon storyline, as far as we know, is finished. I wasn't sure I wanted to come back to this. Darren was very excited to kind of <laughs> put down the Rise of Skywalker because he did not like it. I didn't either, but I so lost the passion by that point that I didn't really care. But the thing is, over the course of the last year, the topic has come up over and over again. And we kind of decided that what we wanted to do is not really just do one movie again, but rather to do a kind of full thought about the whole series the nine movies before we begin spoiler warning for all of star wars because i cannot promise that we won't mention extended universe or rogue one or solo or mandalorian or anything else that might come up like the star wars holiday special so pretty much anything that is star wars if you don't want any spoilers now would probably be the time to turn away Also, if you don't want to hear us fanboy out about the old episodes (laughs) and kind of insulting anything beyond the first three, this also may not be your thing. But for those of you that feel as we do, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try not to let this be. What did you say? I hope it's not 10 hours. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, we could talk about it for that long. We've probably talked about it for 10 hours already, at least anyway. Longtime listeners of the podcast will know that when we tried to do Force Awakens, it turned into a two-hour editing nightmare. It was longer than the actual movie, wasn't it? It was. And it was my <laughs> desperate effort to make sure that it was not longer than the movie. One note about that, actually, mm-hmm. as I've noticed going through the series, the original three are all shorter than anything that's come after it. Really? Yeah. We get a bit carried away. <laughs> not ridiculously. Episode four was 121 minutes. Five, 124 minutes, and 131 minutes. But when you get to Last Jedi, 152 minutes. Mm. But I think it's also the fact that I don't enjoy the more recent movies that make them feel longer. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, I probably would notice if they were amazing. I'd probably love it. But because they don't, and because there's also, in my opinion, always some just filler that doesn't need to be there. Or storylines that don't seem to go anywhere also makes that runtime just feel a bit longer. And with that, I think I think we're ready to get into it. So what we've done essentially is we sent each other a list of questions that we wanted answered. And we're just going to go through those. I've put them in a kind of order so that it makes a bit more sense than the way we randomly sent them to each other. Yeah, so I'll be leading which question we're doing, but try to make sure that we are both answering all the questions some of them i still i'm probably going to be making up the answer on the spot because i I might not even have one for some of them (laughs) i think the worst one will be the first one so the very first question is the one i wanted to do that would kind of get us through all of the series 
So the character from each movie that you like the most, the character that you like the least mm. from each one. As far as movies, I wanted us to do it this way, but I may be cheating a bit, so we'll see. I've got <laughs> alternates for where I might be cheating. But the thing was, I wanted to do this in a way so that we didn't just only pick our favorites from the original three all the way through. That seemed unfair. Right. It's hard, man, actually. It's, the, it's hard. <laughs> there are a couple movies where it's nearly impossible. I'll get to that. So I said, I want a character from each movie as they're introduced. Yeah. That does cause some problems. So did you want to go in order of release or did you want to go in order of just episode one? I, was, I just wrote them down as episodes one to nine. Let's so. do it that way. But that means that like C-3PO is, as far as I'm concerned, not allowed in episode one. But <laughs> I'd probably let you have it because of what mine would be. So episode one, who is the character you like the most? Uh, I, okay, so straight off the bat, this was hard, man, because... Really? Because I thought this would be your easiest one. Really? This you, is you, the one you talk about the most. You're going to be surprised about this. I, I think this list, and maybe because it shifts and I... I and because I just watched it again, right, right? maybe things changed. But I really, really think... I like the Emperor, man. And he's introduced here. And so I, I'd have to pick him. You know, I would say, if we're going in chronological order, then sure. And... I have no problem with that. I think the Emperor is fantastic. He's sometimes way over the top, but in a way that kind of works, he's meant to be this over-the-top villain that is trying to rule not just a planet, yeah. but an entire galaxy. Yeah, not, 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 not the planet, not the solar system, the entire galaxy. I don't always like him as the senator or the right. what, vice chancellor. <laughs> there are a lot of times where, and especially in the prequels, where it's just so obvious he's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Lucas, just settle it down. <laughs> we know. We yeah. know. But, I mean, I do like that. And there was one thing watching the prequels again where it was like, they did try and put that end game into place. Because in the prequels, it was all about this gigantic master plan where he was starting the war for and against it. And Yeah. He's basically, as I put it, playing Game of Thrones against himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if, it, if I if I didn't pick him, of course it would have to be Obi Wan. I've got to give a shout out to my uh, fellow kin from Scotland, because <laughs> man, watching the prequels again, he's having so much fun playing that role. Man, he's in there deep, and yeah, I really liked Obi Wan in all of this, all of the prequels actually. So uh, it's a tough one. I get that. For me, that's the unfortunate thing because I didn't like him as much in that one. Whereas Liam Neeson, I really liked in the first one. So yeah. for me, Qui-Gon Jinn, he's got one stupid line about there's always a bigger fish. But otherwise, <laughs> he's very solid. You could see everything about him is the way Obi-Wan will grow up to be yeah. and will mature into. And I love that. And he just plays it so well. That's my pick for episode one. And they yeah. have the best. Sorry, just to go, yeah. go back. I think what George Lucas did with the first ones as well is that I noticed watching it again, even though, God, man, I thought I'd like the prequels more after not watching them for 15 years. They're pretty bad, man. So if we're going to talk about that, well, we'll talk about the comparison a bit more later because we have a whole question for that. But I will say this. I also had put them away for a very long time. Phantom Menace I'd seen a lot, and Mm. that was also another one that kind of appeared on TV. But... The others, not nearly so much, and I forgot how much was in them. 
a too, really good. Yeah, too much. Yeah, just. Yeah. And the one thing that I would think is different from the the new re not remakes, but the new uh, sequels to the prequels. Okay, is, I, here's what I'm going to call them: <laughs> the Disney sequels. Okay, fair enough. That's that's a good way to put it. Is the 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 swordplay man in in prequels? The swordplay is excellent. It's so well choreographed when it's not CGI, but. It's good, man. And, and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, that whole fight scene is fantastic. It's really good. It's the reason I was conflicted about Phantom Menace for a long time. Right. Because right. I didn't like most of the movie, but boy, those lightsaber scenes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your pick was Qui-Gon. Yeah. So least? Well, it depends on <laughs> how you let me choose it. I want to say Anakin. I was going to say three, two, one, <laughs> Anakin! <laughs> because we talked about this before recording because I knew that I was kind of cheating. And if you didn't let me have Anakin, I would have said Newt Gunray. Right. But Anakin... I picked Anakin. Sorry. Did you as well? Yeah. Because you seem shocked that I picked Anakin when I talked about that. No, no. Time. Watching it again, it's like... Yeah, oh. you see now, right? This is what I remembered. <laughs> I remembered the way he is. And I don't want to... <laughs> but it's not even just this movie. Anakin, it's often when I'm thinking about these characters is how do they play throughout? So it's like right. me with Obi-Wan, you're like, all the prequels, he's quite good. Right. For me, Anakin, all the prequels, he's quite bad. Yeah. And it's just, it just doesn't work. And even in Jedi, <laughs> I guess I have to <laughs> say which one now. Even in Return of the Jedi, there's the moment, again, we're in the spoiler section, where the mask is removed from Vader. And if we say he's Anakin and no longer Vader, just the way he looks, the way he sounds, suddenly he's lost the James Earl Jones voice. Yeah. He doesn't look the way I ever pictured him in the suit. And that has always bothered me as well. I like that scene, but their choice of actor, just the way he looks, doesn't ever fit the way I envisioned Vader to look. Yeah. He's just a pudgy, pasty white guy. Yeah. And... and <laughs> Vader is a really thin guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Prowse is a very thin guy. So that always just seemed a bit weird. Yeah, this guy looks like he's been just been sat in front of the sofa eating Pringles all the time. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, for me, Anakin just never really worked. But yeah, Newt Gunray would be a close second because mm -hmm. oh, he's awful all the way through <laughs> the Pringles. So episode... Oh, no, you didn't get your... Oh, you said the I same, said Anakin. Right? Anakin? Yeah. Okay. Episode two, uh, who is your like? This is a time. Okay, here's the thing that I noticed. I want to say it now. The prequels and the Disney sequels, I found it so difficult to find characters I liked, especially in the second and third section. But I had a plethora of characters <laughs> to say I don't really like. Whereas in the original trilogy, it's just the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a weird one for two. So the, the character I like most, I had to put Boba Fett, but the character I hated most was Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's Because I hate fair. that kid, man. That that kid that plays Boba Fett, I hate all of that. Like, come on, Dad. Yeah, get him, Dad. Oh, like, okay. just shut up. <laughs> you don't hate the kid, but you hate the way he was directed. Yeah, I think it's like just... That, that, I, I, I always try to be very nice yeah, to yeah, yeah, child yeah. actor. Not, not, don't hate the kid, of course, but... <laughs> Like, just the that whole thing that, yeah, that he was allowed to behave like that is like... He was probably oh, encouraged to like, act like Oh, that. come on. <laughs> that is so bad. But Boba Fett, I've got to choose him because he would be a later choice. I've got to get him in now. Okay, uh, so. yeah. If we're, if we're going that way, 
you know, chronologically by the timeline yeah. as opposed to release date, then yeah, I see what you're doing there. For me, yeah, this was a tough one. I ended up going with Count Dooku because I like Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what I noticed this time, so I told you before, I don't think I had watched Attack of the Clones since I saw it in the cinema. Me too. I, I so disliked this movie that I never went back to it. And the thing is, Count Dooku, he comes across as being very evil and manipulative and everything. But what he is saying to Obi-Wan is actually the truth. Mm -hmm. It's just only half the truth. It's the only truth that Count Dooku knows. He's saying the Senate is being controlled by the Sith. He's saying that there's all these things going. He's not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And he's preparing for it. (laughs) And really... It's it's a weird thing where Dooku seems to be trying to take down the Senate, but he also seems to be working for the Emperor. So it's that is the problem with him. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think that they really had a clear idea of his motivation, what he knows, and that kind of came across to us as well. But Christopher Lee, so yeah, hard to argue that. with that. <laughs> My least favorite would be Dexter Jetster. Who's that? He's the diner owner. The Obi-Wan has to go to and say, oh, I found this dart. Where does this come from? Oh, yeah. That's the good meme. Oh, I don't know. End of movie. <laughs> <laughs> Credits roll. <laughs> it's, I think just the whole scene is completely unnecessary. Obi-Wan already went to the archives. He could have just found that information in the archives. Like, I don't think yeah. that we really get a lot of information here. We have to see him pull up his pants. And the whole diner scene is just a waste for me. <laughs> Next would be Revenge of the Sith. I couldn't find anyone that I liked. Here's the problem. This is the thing I think with both the prequels and the Disney sequels. They front load all their characters Mm. in the first movie. So it becomes very difficult to find new introduced characters later on. So I had to struggle. I think now we are probably throughout this episode. We aren't so knowledgeable that we know every tiny little detail. In fact... This character may have been in one of the other movies. Okay. But I th- I think this is where he's introduced. I went with the Wookiee General Tarful. Okay. It's <laughs> a very niche character. Okay. There weren't a lot no, new characters introduced in this movie. And I, j- I just wanted a Wookiee here because I don't have one in the list. <laughs> and it just seemed like, oh, well, here's a character who just comes in, does what he's supposed to do. Right. And doesn't take away from the movie. Unlike when Yoda has to go, and you, young Chewbacca, it's like, oh, no, he's not here to, come on, stop, prequels. Oh. Yeah, so you had no one. I had no one. I yeah, I, I had to. I couldn't find anyone. I had the IMDb search for this one. Okay, but do you have one that you don't like? Grievous. I would probably agree as well, but I couldn't remember if he was in the second one. No, I thought I thought he was in the second one as well. I thought I, he made like a, a, a brief, brief appearance. Yeah, me too. And I was waiting for him, and then it's like, no, it's not this one. It must be the next one. And then finally got to him, and I was like, what were you thinking when you made this guy? Like, his voice, his accent is so out of place and just weird. Like, And he's coughing, he's all, coughing all the time. He's a robot that has a heart. He can wield yeah. four lightsabers. A heart that's very poorly protected, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everyone like just kind of rip it open with his hands? At one cage. point, yeah, and he just basically, basically, he doesn't even use his lightsaber; he just shoots it. Pew! Okay, you're done. Oh, just his voice, man. He's like a token 
henchman from Danger Mouse. He's so bad. Okay, then I I will agree with you on that one because I wasn't sure. So I put down the medical droid from the end. Like, There's nothing wrong with her, but she's dying anyway of a broken heart. I, I hate that. Nice diagnosis, Diggy. <laughs> that is so terrible that I, I would, but definitely Grievous takes a lot longer and has that whole stupid chase scene with Obi-Wan on the lizard so <laughs> the lizard, yeah there's just so much wrong that ending man of the third episode is just like oh this is long man this is like 20 minutes of you riding a lizard <laughs> come on uh all right so that takes us now do we want to do the originals now i think what would be better is skip to the disney sequels and then come back to okay them. episode seven the force awakens i just I'll, honestly i have and maybe it's because I'm very unimaginative, but I have nobody that I like from the Disney prequel, uh, the Disney sequels. I couldn't find anyone. It was tough. Here's who I chose. I chose Ray just because I think Daisy Ridley did a fantastic job with the acting. Fair enough. She uh, always seemed very in character. Her character, she seemed to know what she was doing. I just feel like the directors mm-hmm. and writers did not. There are a lot of things with the Ray character that I think are very problematic. Right. But... She is an actor. I really respect it in that one. And so if I have to choose anyone, and I I kind of felt like I have to choose somebody in this one because it's somebody who's going to carry through all three Mm. of these. I could have gone with like a jokey answer, but I felt like I'm going to, I'm going to go with this one. I agree. I think that's a good call. You know, she is, she's good at what she does. She's not maybe been directed well, but she's in character and she, she does. Yeah. She's like a, she's a Skywalker. So sort of, sort of. (laughs) who's your worst though first one it was a tough call again man because hux gets hux gets introduced in this one (laughs) yes he does but so does snoke and so i was like oh man who do i choose and oh it's tough man it's tough because they're both terrible all right let me give you a second to think (laughs) i originally would have thought finn okay because again not a problem so much with John Boyega, mm-hmm. I think he's a great actor. I've loved him in other things. But as Finn, he just... And it's not even his accent. His accent sounds very American, and I'm totally fine with that, if that's what they wanted. I really think they should have just let him do a British accent. I think it would have sounded better. But I don't get why everybody was, like, really pissed off with that, because, yeah, it's like, yeah, the higher-ups all have British accents. Like, all the commanders and generals, they've all got British accents, but all the stormtroopers are American. So... Yeah, I guess... My personal feelings, like, they don't have to be, especially given that, as we're told, these kids are being pulled from everywhere in the galaxy. Right. They could have whatever accent they want. Mm. I don't mind. The accent is not the problem. It's actually the way he speaks and some of the, it's weird to say, but kind of anachronistic sayings. Mm-hmm. He seems to be using a slang that is right now. It doesn't feel like language that should be in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago. It yeah. feels like... <laughs> exactly the year that it came out and that was a problem he's always like the reaction shots so when poe comes around he has to stop fighting to watch poe shoot things down to go oh he's a great pilot there's just so many things that they did with finn in the first movie and into the second that i just didn't like and they they had a fantastic way to give him a great ending or a great story arc ending in two ways in episode eight and chose not to, I guess because they wanted to keep him around. 
And so I was all set to say Finn, but the thing is, in the third movie, they tone Finn down. He's got, like, I think one line that annoys me, but otherwise, he's really good. Like, suddenly, he just fits, and the movie doesn't work without him. Right. And so I switched (laughs) to General Hux. Right. (laughs) Because he actually gets worse as time goes on. In the third movie, he's so awful. Everything about Hux is just awful in that movie. And again, not the actor. Love him in pretty much everything yeah, else yeah, I've he's ever seen him. Yeah. Something about these movies. It was that. I think it was the second one. I've kind of blanked them from my memory. So they're all, all the three Disney ones are just blurred. That's why I told you I needed to have time to watch them again. Because I had Force Awakens that I had seen a few times, but the others I'd only watched once in the cinema, and in particular, Episodes 8 and 9 just melted in my brain. Right. So there were all sorts of things that were yeah, cause mixed that, in Yeah, because I watched the prequels again, because I wanted to, um, and yeah, just didn't, didn't have time to watch um, the Disney ones. And the well, the original trilogies burned into my brain, so I don't need to re-watch those guys. But, so, um, what was my point about that? Uh, you need to choose your character you like the way. Yeah, so, my, yeah, my, it's kind of, it's all blurred in, and yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't think of anyone that was, that was good. But yeah, Hux, I knew he was in the first one, and God, man, yeah, he just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> but Snoke is a close second. Yeah, I think had Snoke made it to the third movie, he probably <laughs> would have been been on my list. I wanted to put him, but I had to choose my top. Yeah. Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Again, I've got no one as a favorite. <laughs> well, so. I'm not surprised. There are so many characters that are basically unnamed unless you go look at the credits or the imdb page right so for this one i chose a character called wodibin she's <laughs> okay just because is played by warwick davis mm-hmm. and he's such an important actor in the series as a whole that i i just wanted to give him a little prop so like he's made guest appearances in i don't know of all of them but i think all of them since jedi okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's very obvious in uh, Phantom Menace, because you can actually see his face, but he's usually in costume. Who, who is he? Is he one of the? Is he one of the Ewoks? Yeah, yeah. He's wicked. He would be like the main one that yeah. we got to meet. I, I reckon. I, I remember the name. Um, and he's also the actor who was in Willow. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. You had no one character you don't like. I've got <laughs> Admiral Holdo Long Longneck. Okay. Laura I think, I think yeah. Longneck was a, yeah, was a note so that I could remember who she was. I hate that character so much. Okay, I put her down as a second in case you picked my first. Ah, okay. <laughs> I like we're, we're okay. thinking of the same level here. I, I also wanted to put the Porgs. I know they're very cute, but they're just irritating right. to me in every way. <laughs> so why Holdo? Because every... And, not, and again, not because of her, but just because of the way that the script is written for her is terrible. Like... Every decision she makes is garbage. She has no business being an admiral. She's just a generally... If she's she, if she was made for me to hate her, then mission accomplished, guys. You did great, because I hate that character so much. I think the problem was Ryan Johnson was trying to make her look as though she was evil, that she was doing something bad. Right. So then when he tried to reveal the truth, it mm. was too late. You've done right. too good of a job of just showing that she's military and not thinking but then you go oh no she was thinking she cares the whole time (laughs) but it was also 
the idea of, fine, you don't want Poe to be and you want to have this whole other thing. There are loads of other characters we've seen in the first movie and into this movie that could have taken that place. If it was a familiar face, at least that would make a bit more sense. Don't introduce a totally new character to us. But again, I think they did that on purpose to be a red herring, right? which I didn't like. There were lots of those <laughs> in the prequels and sequels yeah. that I don't like. I chose, because you said that, I will choose DJ. That is Benicio Del Toro's oh. mumbling, code-breaking character, which there's just so much in episode... Well, doesn't, sorry, he have a, doesn't he have oh, a lisp as well in this? He has some funny way of speaking yeah. that doesn't help. Here's the thing. I think throughout all the prequels and the Disney sequels, there's always some things that they introduce that really irritate me. But boy, episode eight brings in a lot of things that I do not like. The idea of fuel consumption, Holdo's <laughs> move at the end, which basically is the best move ever. So why would we ever need any other move? We just need one pilot to kamikaze through everything. Yeah. And then we have to do dialogue in the next movie to say, oh, no, uh, that, that's a one in a million shot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, DJ, it's he's just part of that whole Canto Bite storyline that I hate. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was expecting him to betray them, and he did. So, yeah. <laughs> Episode 9. I've got, z- I've got zero for zero. I don't even know who I dislike <laughs> in this one. There are only really two characters that I felt were even properly named when you came into this one. Right. So they're kind of both question marked here. There was uh, Zori Bliss, which was Poe's pseudo love interest that wasn't a love interest. Okay. And uh, Babu Frick, which is the little guy who's like working on a C-3PO. Yeah. I'd probably go with him just because, okay, Great. You go find the best droid repair person, and he's, like, two inches tall. Okay. Yeah. And he he doesn't get in the way, like yeah. so many other things. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> doesn't get in the way. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Yep, why not? As far as characters you don't like? I didn't have one. I, honestly, I've got just zero for zero, man. I got That's because on you this. didn't just rewatch it, because I guarantee you, you would have found somebody. Oh, really? They do introduce uh, some new characters. Ah, which one would I choose? (laughs) So there are two that really irritated me that came in. Uh, One is Janna. This is the... This is the character who comes in when Rey is looking at the Death Star. They're all riding horses. She's like the leader of that group. She seems to be some sort of love interest for Finn that isn't really a love interest, but just so that he doesn't become the third wheel in the... Oh, I think I remember who she is, yeah. I would probably choose her just because it's because of her we have to have riding horses on the... Is she the one that ship. gives him the the kind of medallion thing that will... like the, the pass to get no. the ship? <laughs> you're, no, oh, you're, okay. you're confusing. That is Zori. Okay. She's the one from that planet who helps ah, okay. take them to... The droid repair guy. She's in episode eight, is she? No, no, no. Oh, she's in nine, yeah. No, but she's from a different part. Like, right, she's from okay. earlier. So, later comes Jenna. And that's the thing. She comes so late. It's like, <laughs> do we do we really need a new character, a new thing now? <laughs> and I think that she was, she serves many purposes, but 
none of them well because she's too late in the game to serve them. She was also a stormtrooper who just decided to not be a stormtrooper. Oh, now I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's riding horses so they could have the horse things because they can't be jammed from the <laughs> Empire's new ships. They're going to take off to Jam- be, be activational or whatever <laughs> the hell that is. <laughs> activational? That's not even a word. You know, it's like, shut them down. We can't. They're riding horses. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> so weird. My my second choice, if you had chosen her, would be D.O., which is this new little droid who has the kind of cone-shaped head. He just says what we're oh, supposed to be the, feeling. The, the Sith droid kind of one, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody dies, and he says, sad. <laughs> <laughs> they win, and he says, Happy. Yeah. Thanks for telling me how I'm supposed to feel, mm. Dio. But he's tiny compared to Jana, who I think she's a stopgap to fill all these other needs. Mm. But like I said, doesn't sadly do it very well. All right, let's get into the classic series. Okay. So your favorite over the whole series, probably episode four, New Hope. Who do you like? <sighs> it's it's too hard, up- man. Yeah. It's going to be just the opposite. These, it's who is the one you like the most? I mean, I would expect everyone to say Luke, but I, as a kid, identified more with Han Solo, mm-hmm. but I also love Chewbacca. But I think as a whole, throughout all of the things, like from then on, until he's unceremoniously killed, it would go, I'm going to go with Han Solo. Okay. For me, R2-D2. Mm-hmm. There are some dumb things they do with him in beyond the original three, but overall, I love R2-D2. He's a fantastic character. You're, we, wearing, you're wearing a shirt of him I, right now. I am. He never gets to speak directly to us, but the reactions we get from all the other characters just plays out very, very well. Even sometimes we know what he's thinking without even getting the reaction from the other characters. It's an amazing character, I would agree, because he's like the opposite of what they tried to do with Bumblebee and the Transformers, a mute character that is very important to the story, but in Transformers, they epically failed with Bumblebee, but with R2-D2, it's flawless victory. He's perfect for what he does. The way that they turned beeps and whistles into a whole language that conveyed emotion is just brilliant. And I still remember them today. Is that That's the weird thing. Is like, in my head, I can't, I can't do them now. I'm not an impressionist, but they're in my mind, and I know all the noises he makes, like the, the bits where he's walking through the little valley thing and the Jawas are ambushing him. All those little things, his little like WTF beeps, you know, it's like everything is stuck with me. So good because they've used them consistently throughout every episode. Yes. His design is fantastic. I, I just love the character. I love the way that it works. And for me, R2-D2 and probably Chewbacca as well are two of the characters that really make Star Wars feel like its own thing. Yeah. Characters that do not speak English, but we love so much. And I... Would have liked it if they had realized that that was a good thing. Some of the other <laughs> movies. Who don't you like? I've put just big question marks here as well. I wasn't brave enough to choose one. Or or I'm just too dumb to, to actually think of someone. If you When you say yours, you'll maybe jog my memory. But <laughs> I'm sure I will. When I was looking at it, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know who I really would say I hated. You don't have to hate them. Just who do you like the least? The, the least from the, the, the originals. Um, I'd have to sit here for 10 minutes thinking about it. I, okay. I really can't. Clearly, the correct answer 
is the pig face guy at the bar in Mos Eisley. <laughs> My friend doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Why not? What, what is going on? Uh, I love how, um, what was that thing in Adult Swim? Stop animation. Robot chicken. I love how they're, they're take on that. They've done some great things on that, like memeing on that, that whole situation. Okay. So you've got, you've got none. I got nobody. And even, even now, even when you said that, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's I, a, it's a cool little scene. I think, I mean, the thing is, when I thought about who do I hate, I was thinking, I'm just going to have to pick someone for the sake of picking someone that I don't think deserves it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Some of these, that one in particular is just one that I always hated as a kid. Right. So I chose okay. him. Like, that's always held through. He scared me as a kid, man. I, I, was, I was, I wasn't, I hated that. I didn't hate that scene, but it kind of, yeah, it creeped me out. I, I think you meant to hate him, though. So it does work. Right. Right. So I don't want him to not be in the movie. Yeah. As a kid, I did, but now I think he works very well. Right. For what you need. Empire Strikes Back? I go with Lando. I'm glad you did because I went with Yoda. So, <laughs> but I had Lando here. I put sorry, Lando. I, I love Lando. I Lando's do. a great character, man. He's and some so of some of the Yoda stuff in the prequels is a bit much and doesn't quite work for me. But Yoda, just as the wise mentor, the one you would not expect. Like this is how you subvert expectations in a good way. Mm-hmm. You send Luke after a Jedi Master. Who's this great warrior, but he's like two feet tall. Right. And Luke is totally surprised by it. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what works for me. And he just has some of the, the greatest lines in this one and episode six, I guess we'll say. He's just fantastic. Right? Yeah. And Lando is a good character because he's just... That's the problem with the, the Disney ones is there's no one that really redeems themselves. Like, the characters are so shallow and so two-dimensional. Lando is very human, and even in one... Well, he's in, you know, of course he's in Jedi, but in the, in the space of two movies, he goes through such a loop, and you're taken on that ride with him, and you get why he's doing what he's doing in the first one. You totally understand him, why he betrays everybody, and by the end, he's this completely different person. And it's a great storyline, Just all, and that's only for one character. Right. And that's that's why the the originals are the best. Did you have somebody you didn't like? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wait, no. No, 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 I didn't, sorry. Not in this one? Not in this one. I've got, I've got one for, for Jedi. Okay. The one I would say is, and I know everybody's going to hate me for saying this, especially because I can't remember what the creature is called, <laughs> but the abominable snowman. Oh, the the yeti thing in the yeah. in Hoth? <laughs> it just never looked very good to me. Yeah. And I was always kind of glad that it happens at the beginning. Because it'd be really awful if this was like a key moment later on. <laughs> but you can kind of watch through it. They don't show it very much. Right. So it works, but yeah, it was very limited by the special effects of the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Takes us to Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So who would be your favorite? This is hard because like a lot of the characters have already been introduced. Yes. There's not really one else for me to choose. I went with Jabba. So did I. Okay. <laughs> I was leaning towards some of the Ewoks. A lot of people hate on the Ewoks. I love them as a kid. I still enjoy them. I, I like them as a kid, yeah. I still enjoy them. I think that they work very well for what they're trying to do. But not one of them really sticks out as a character like Jabba, who is just a vile, vile creature. Yeah, he's, he's a great bad guy. 
Really good bad guy. And I think that they were helped by the fact that it was difficult to make Jabba do what they wanted him to do. So that he just seems like he's so lazy that he just sits on this platform and that's all he does. That kind of got ruined a bit when they started moving him around in The Phantom Menace. I loved him as just this slug that never moves. And he's too intelligent to be duped by the mind control there's just all his, of... his brain is too thick, which was always what I thought. But like... <laughs> well, there's just a lot of great in there as far as like he's a great villain. And I love how the fact is he's a main character, but he never speaks a lick of English as well. And that's even by today's standard, that's an impressive feat to take on. To have a main bad guy who is subtitled entirely for the audience. And as a kid, I know all of his lines and I paid attention to him. He was like he's front and center. Great character, so good. Character you don't like? <laughs> I had to go with Salacious Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I put. <laughs> he annoyed me so much as a kid. I kind of don't mind him as much now. But yeah, as a kid, he just, I hated every <laughs> laugh he gave. He's just annoying, he's, he's ugly. He's nothing. He's nothing. He's just, and this is what made me realize, like, episode one. No, 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 no. Our episode one, episode four, mm-hmm. and and then episode five, and then episode six is where things turn into kid stuff. It's like, it's much more, they're going back to the same audience that we were when we first saw it, you know? They're, it's like they rewound. And then the problem is with every single movie since then is they did a Return of the Jedi to every single episode since that. That's something I noticed about the prequels is that every episode has a, a salacious crumb. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, I guess that takes us to... Yeah. (laughs) For those of you that maybe don't know, Salacious Crumb is the stupid little crony creature that is always laughing at Jabba's jokes. I'm not even going to try and do an impression. (laughs) This takes us into some of our more kind of quick round questions. Mm -hmm. Which catchphrase in the series would you change? Mine's is definitely, that's one hell of a pilot. Gotta get rid of that. I hate that so much. <laughs> they do say it an awful lot. And I will say this. And it's such it's such a self-pat on the back line as well. It's just, stop telling me that. Like, And tell me once, but don't tell me every episode three times. Yeah, that's the problem. They do, re-watching it for this, they do, in a couple scenes, actually show... Though, the special effects, it's awfully close to the ship at mm. times where I really want to see what the ship is doing to say it. And that's the Finn shot is actually probably the best one. It's stupid because Finn has to stop and watch. Yeah. But in that like 10 seconds, Poe does shoot like 12 different things. <laughs> so I do get it there, but that probably should have been the only time right. that we got it. But man, they reuse a lot of those lines you, and that's you the, told that's me to watch problem. out for that when I was watching the prequels. It's like, how many times did they say, I've got a bad feeling about this? And that's the one that I would change. I love it in the originals, but I do not like it in anything since. I mean, it's not your line, Obi-Wan. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know technically you're first, but yeah. no. <laughs> and that's probably the one. The second one would probably be How Rude. which Oh, God, yeah. Worked well originally, but boy, did it get reused. <laughs> so many ways in the others but there are a lot of where they just tried to fan service it but it doesn't make sense to put it into the prequels and it's just irritating to put it into the disney sequels 
there are a lot of catchphrases I just want. I want them to just be contained. Make up your own catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. For next question, why don't we see the robots recharge? This was your question. That was my question. I, I don't know why. It just I don't know why I said that. I think I was just... It was something that's <laughs> always been on my mind, though, because you don't see them recharge, but you see them take baths. You see them get cleaned. I have a phone that can last me a lot of times three days without being charged. I'm assuming they do charge, but maybe they've got some sort of self-charging system. I think there are times in the Disney sequels where we see R2 connected to something, so he might be charging then. I think it's the same reason we don't see anybody go to the bathroom. Because (laughs) once you introduce that, like the fuel problem, Mm. now it has to be addressed all the time. Right, right. And I don't want to waste time with that. We could have had a scene where they get plugged in, but I'm just going to assume if they can do space travel... They can do batteries. They can do do batteries that last a long time. Fair enough. My curiosity has been satisfied. (laughs) That's probably my theory and me filling in the gaps. That's that's what we do here. Next question. (laughs) Another one of yours. What is the little droid? Oh, yeah. It's New Hope, right? Saying... That one, right? Yeah, what's okay. He saying? So, in my head, honestly, it's one of those things. I love the droids. You kind of have an idea of what they are saying without even having to be told. And for me, like, I had to think about it, what, what I have said. <laughs> and my thought was always, I am working, I am working. Like, that's uh-huh. all he's saying. <laughs> uh, and then when he gets yelled at by Chewbacca, he curses. And that's why he can't speak, because they didn't want to put any cursing <laughs> in Star Wars. Yeah, because I've got no idea what purpose those little things serve for a start. And in my head, I don't know why, man. This is the whole reason I asked this question, because I need to I need to air this stupid thing that's in my brain. For some reason, I just think he's saying, I like chicken. <laughs> that's, that's what he's saying. I like chicken. And that has been... 35 years in my brain, man. I mean, the rhythm works, but it makes zero sense. <laughs> so anyway, there we go. That's that. Okay. I got it, got it off my chest. <laughs> there you go, world. You always wanted to know that burning question. You now have your answer. Who are you in Star Wars? I kind of already said my answer for that mm-hmm. because, yeah, Han Solo... We always used to, I I don't know, when you played with your friends outside and you grab sticks off trees and do lightsaber fights and stuff like that. But everybody doesn't get a lightsaber. Everybody wanted to be Luke. I never wanted to be Luke. I was always very happy to be either, yeah, Chewbacca, not saying anything, or or Han Solo. I don't know. Han Solo, again, maybe for the same reason I really like Lando is that they go through these crazy character loops and arcs. And uh, the handsome rogue is what I... Always hoped I would be, and uh, evidently looking at me right now, I'm totally not. <laughs> well, they can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I totally am. I could have said you're wearing your total Han Solo vest and everything today. <laughs> I probably should have. That would have been a great image for them. Yeah. For me, I mean, if I'm speaking honestly and realistically, mm-hmm. I'm just some sort of extra in the background. <laughs> probably one of the guys working... <laughs> In the Mos Eisley Cantina, not actually <laughs> drinking there. Who I always envisioned myself as being Luke. Yeah, so. that's the question. I mean, that's the thing. You, I've always loved those characters that seem to go from nowhere. They 
have a hidden power they didn't know about. That has always appealed to me from before I can even remember. So yeah, Luke was always the one that I envisioned myself being. But am I actually Luke? No way. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that I would be so bold in many ways. And he's a very different character than I am. Mm. Well, let me put it this way. I'm not young Luke because I don't have that much hope. <laughs> But I might be old Luke. Right. I might, yeah, old Luke from like the Disney ones. Yeah. <laughs> old Luke who is uh, kind of jaded down and jaded. <laughs> that might be me now. Yeah. Who seems irritated by everything. I think yeah. that, that might be me now, sadly. All right. Your next, I, I don't like this question, but you gave us this question. <laughs> if we were to remake Reboot, who would we cast as Luke, Leia, and Han? Oh, the, why do you like this question? This is a good question. Let me, because I. To do this, essentially, mm-hmm. I think the best thing, if I had to do it, would be to cast unknowns. True, yeah. One, we would want them to be young enough, and two, we don't want them to come in with baggage from somewhere else. I think that's why they did a really great job of casting, you know, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega. I know he had done other stuff. He'd done Attack the Block before, mm-hmm. but it was just such a different character. He didn't feel like he was bringing that in. That would be better circumstance i think but if i had to do people i actually know i would choose much older people people i know who could fit the roles so did you ever watch firefly yeah yeah see what i want just the whole cast of firefly well that would be fantastic (laughs) because i was thinking for leia and han who would be better than having like marina baccarin and nathan fillion right because they were basically those kind of characters in firefly and they have that on-screen chemistry that would just work perfectly great and i would love to see them working together again Mm. and for luke i don't care like if i'm casting it that way then it doesn't matter let's just just have like (laughs) we could we could though he did voice a character and um yeah that's true already but i i was thinking let's just have like idris alba let's just bring somebody Mm. totally wild in who i would just love to see but do I want this movie? No. <laughs> yeah, that was never my question. Yeah, but I was just thinking, like, I was thinking more, like, Hollywood mainstream kind of stuff. Like, who would they cast? Maybe maybe not who would you cast, but... Who, who do I think yeah, they who, would Who cast? do they think? Because I went, I said Tom Holland for Luke Skywalker, and I said... I think you're probably right, but it's not the one who I would want. Yeah, yeah. So I, I said they'd probably go, yeah, Tom Holland for, for Luke Skywalker. This is a weird one. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano for Han Solo. That's an interesting pick. I like him as an actor. It'd be interesting to see what he could do. I, I still mean, know if he'd have he, that. He's, that not the, he's not. He's not the rugged handsomeness, but he's a good actor. Yes. So I think he could pull it off. For Leia, I was thinking again. Hear me out. Millie Bobby Brown. I'm okay with that, except the age difference between those two seems. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe if we're talking five years in the future. Because mm. um, yeah, you'd be surprised what some hair can do. She's, like, uh, if you look at her IMDb page, if you can just imagine her with those, those buns, like, on the side of her head, then, yeah. That, or, or, I, I this was maybe, put, I, I put it in brackets, I said Maisie Williams, but, because mm, she, she's got the fight aspect of it, you know, she's got the adventure kind of stuff nailed down, but. Yeah. I can see that, but if you want to go for a similar look, then Millie Bobby yeah. Brown. But both of those actors I like a lot. Millie Bobby Brown in... Enola Holmes has shown me that she could do something very different and still be very good. So, yeah, I think definite fit. It just seems like, well, that's that's quite an age gap currently. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, anyway, yeah, that was all. That was that. Okay. 
What would episode nine have looked like if Ryan Johnson had done it? This is one of your questions. Oh, this is another one of mine. Hang on, I'll yeah. go back. <laughs> well, what did you say for that, Ed? Because I, I don't know. I, I kind of know, but... I don't really know. We're definitely going to just be filling in some gaps here. I think that some of the things that got taken back again once Abrams took over would not have happened. Mm-hmm. Ray's parents would literally have been nobody, not people who chose to be nobody. Right. And I don't know if there would have been a Rose Finn romance that it seemed like he was trying to create, but even at the end, it's not really there. So I'm not sure exactly what he was going with that. I would like to think that it would have been not so much the emperor coming back and doing a lot of the same stuff that we've done before, but perhaps a more political movie because it was meant to be the way he put it at the end was it's meant to be the spark to get everyone united, Mm -hmm. which they just kind of forced in there at the end of Abrams version. So I'd like to think there'd be a bit more of that. There was definitely suspicion that broom boy would actually come in and have some sort of major role. And that maybe Ray is really not the most powerful, but broom boy is going to come in because she didn't really know she had powers. Mm hmm. And he's just casually using them like it's nothing. Yeah. The, the thing that I wrote down was, yeah, a mini, a re- rebellion of mini Jedi. Yeah, like uh, kids, like it would turn into, I don't know, like Oliver Twist or something. I definitely don't think you'd be that. <laughs> <laughs> would be interesting. All right. One of mine. Mm-hmm. What's one of, I know that there are many, many out there. One of the best fan-made Star Wars tributes or films Something that you like. Because I had one very specific in mind, which you probably already know what it is. Here's here's the thing, man. It's like, I'm a, definitely a Star Wars fan, but I never really watched a lot of like the fan-made stuff. Like I never really went in beyond... I suspect you've seen more than you realize. Probably have, but the th- the, there's certainly some, some that stick in my mind. <laughs> probably not what you were expecting, but the cops version of Stormtroopers... Yeah, troops. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Fair enough, right? Yeah, I love that. I thought that was fantastic. (laughs) It's a great bit of parody that works very well. It was a huge hit at conventions. You could buy it. Oh, really? Like DVDs. I have no idea. It's just something I saw on YouTube. And when you asked me that question, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to look really dumb here because I don't know enough about this. I went online to YouTube. Oh, my God. There is a lot of stuff that's done. That's Hundreds what I mean. Of videos. There, there are tons of great ones. Anna Kana did a. Uh, she was acting in this one. That this is a great little short story. There's a great anime version of mm-hmm. the Death Star run. That's just beautiful. There are loads of great things out there, right? But Troops is the one that always, to me, sticks out as one of the earliest ones I saw. Yeah, that just really old. captured what I wanted. It's not trying to be Star Wars. It's just trying to use Star Wars in that way that Robot Chicken has done, that Family Guy did in right. full-length yeah. <laughs> version. Yeah, and I, I love that. So props to like so many other yeah, creators that have done Yeah, when I went onto YouTube and I was like, okay, let me see if I can find something here. There's too many to even mention. But I do remember that, obviously, yeah, the Troops one, that's the, that's the one that, that came to my mind because, wow. It's probably one of the few ones that I've seen. The other one that I saw that was pretty well done and was, I don't know if, how good it was, but it was the uh, Vader versus Batman 
one. They they do a lot of those like which what would you call them? Not not celebrity death matches, but they're like the equivalent. They've got like the Batman versus whoever or Superman versus whatever. Batman usually is like Batman versus Predator. Batman yeah, versus yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So yeah, the Batman versus uh Darth Vader one was pretty good as well. Okay. Now favorite gif or meme? This is a tough one because there are again billions <laughs> jillions of them. <laughs> Have you seen the one we no doubt have. You see the one where it's like, hey, can I copy your homework? Okay, just make sure it looks different. All right, sure. And it's the Star Wars New Hope cover and Force Awakens cover. And they're identical, except the faces have been replaced. <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. Mine is kind of a toss-up between what a lot of people are saying. What would Force Awakens look like if George Lucas has gotten a hold of it? Because then they... <laughs> There's a whole video that somebody did of it, but the oh, wow. but the one that captured me was just the image of Kylo Ren's sword, which is not the three mm-hmm. kind of blades, but there are like eight coming out of it. All right, okay. But also... Uh, the Sith army knife. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, I forgot about that one, yeah. <laughs> but I think the one that just made me laugh the most, and the one I've gone back to the most, is... So episode three at the end, when Vader says, no, and it sounds really ridiculous. Somebody probably actually back in the day, after that movie came out, put on a Vader costume, hopped in a roller. Maybe it's photoshopped, but it looks like somebody put on a Vader costume, got onto a roller coaster and filmed it. And so it's just a loop of him going downhill and going, no, 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 over and over. Just cracks me up. Pretty much that. That no became such a gift and meme treasure trove of just wonderful, wonderful <laughs> things that always made me laugh. That would be mine. But again, there are just so many others. I think where it really works best is when they bring in Star Wars references to something else. So one that I can't talk about because it'd be spoilers for Game of Thrones, but there's a fantastic one where they have a stormtrooper in there. But again... Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't want to spoil that one, so I, I chose that one instead. Alright. We both we both chose a worst question. So Alright, okay. I'm gonna start with yours, which is worst character in the series. Right. So as a whole, which character irritates you the most? I think I guess I've already picked Anakin for the other one, so I can't like double no, down. You totally can if you want. But that would be probably the proper pick, but someone that I just hate with a passion and for like What's the word? Not unconditional, like... <laughs> unconditional hate. <laughs> the opposite of unconditional love. Unconditional <laughs> yeah, hate. Uncondi- it's not unconditional hate. It's like, what's what's the word for when you can't even explain why you hate someone? It's just like, you just, just don't like them for... It's almost like racism. You're very biased against them? Yeah. Prejudice? Is that big-eyed bug creature thing from one of the episodes? She's got huge eyes. She runs a bar. And she's in the whole thing. Miles Kanata. I hate she, that person. She doesn't have huge eyes. She has huge glasses. glasses. Yeah, yeah, I just, I can't stand that person, man. <laughs> I don't like Miles Kanata. There's so many things wrong with the character for me. And she should have just been in that out. one episode and done, but they bring her back. No, and they bring her a, back. She has to have a conversation while she's running and shooting because of some union dispute. Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> This is not law and order. She doesn't have to be doing something while we're interviewing her. She has like 30 seconds of dialogue. Let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, just, I don't know why. No, I, I totally get it. There's pretty much everything about her is just them throwing information at us. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like that. I would go with Anakin. 
Yeah. So that, that's why I would have totally let you do Anakin. Yeah. There are characters I do find more irritating. There are characters who I find are more pointless. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, Anakin plays such a huge role in three movies. And in three movies, there's just not really anything I find to like about the character. Yeah. And I think Especially a character that we were told, oh, he was my great friend. I don't see that. Mm. We were told he was a great pilot when we met. He is not a great pilot, unless you're including piloting a pod racer. Mm. Or that one pit where he catches Obi-Wan in the city. But that would have been Phantom Menace. That right. was when he was the little kid. So, mm. like, that's when they met. Yeah. So, it's like everything... Yeah, it's true. From a certain point of view, if we have to use that line. But we shouldn't have to use it this much. Yeah. And it just is so irritating because we want to see this character redeemed as vader but anakin is a character who seems like he can't be redeemed because from very early on he's killing women and children <laughs> yeah twice twice yeah and the thing is i think we've been pretty good about not trashing actors like just saying the character is bad the direction is bad he is not a good actor like i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it like he's a terrible actor and if you even look at his other stuff that he's done it's not good like, Jumper was trash. Everything that he's been in, he's just, a, he's such a bad actor. And they took, a, maybe they took a chance on him. Like, you know, they took someone unknown again. Which they did, which I, at the time, I he, thought was a good idea. Yeah, but he's just not good. And I don't think any amount of direction would have helped him. Every line he delivers is, is horrible. The love scenes are cringy. They're worse than Twilight. It's, it's just a horrible, horrible thing to watch. So, yeah, I should have picked Anakin, but... Sorry, what's her name? Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. I don't even know your name. That's how bad you are. <laughs> <laughs> At least they make sure to mention her name. There are some others where you're like, I don't even know who that guy is. Okay. So worst thing in the series. Yeah. I had something to say about this. Well, I hope so. Or else it's, <laughs> this question will fall flat. <laughs> Nothing. I was going to say, I, I wrote down a little bit just to kind of re remind me. So I can, I can totally forgive all the bad CGI, the bad plot lines of the prequel. I think for me, one of the worst things was, and I tried to put this in words that were kind of serious, was the deeply unprofessional way that JJ and Ryan Johnson handled the Disney ones. Out of everything... That, to me, is an absolute travesty. Like, they're extreme unprofessionalism. The way they disregarded each other's yeah. work? Yeah. They let their egos get in the way of the movie. That's unforgivable. I mean, I don't think it would have saved the movies, but that's just... Come on. No, wow. Okay. You, you've that, got a job. That's quite deep. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that would come up in the next question. But for me, there are just so, so many things. And they aren't in the originals. <laughs> And it's a tough call because there are so many things that they just kept trying to introduce that just didn't work and they just muddied the waters. A big part of why the original series worked for me was it was essentially a good versus evil story. It was a hero's journey and mm -hmm. that was what it was. There's a load of other great things about them, but at its core, it's those two things and they seem to lose sight of that in all of the others. So... There's the midi-chlorians where we have to scientifically, quote-unquote, explain the force. Yep. There is the, oh, we're running out of fuel. Now we have to worry about that. There's the Holdo one-in-a-million maneuver that clearly mm. could work. They suddenly start doing light jumping 
in the last movie. <laughs> they are doing characters like Maz Kanata who are force sensitive, which is a bit awkward. They bring up a prophecy in the prequels that we never hear the prophecy. So we don't know, <laughs> but there's supposed to be a balance to the force. And yet we keep being told the force is pretty much balanced. The only thing that isn't balanced are Jedi and Sith. Like that's the only thing that is not balanced. Everything else is a natural force. It goes too far. Bringing the Emperor back. And the fact that he's made clones of Snoke. There's just, oh, there's just so many, many stupid things. If I had to pick one of them, though, I think that it would probably be... Uh, or the riding all the animals. Like, there's a lot <laughs> of riding animals. No, what I would say is... Probably the worst thing for me is the midichlorians. Because I think that is the beginning of... We need to try and fill in all these gaps, but in a stupid way that doesn't make any sense and we don't need it. I think that was one of, that's one of my answers for one of your questions was, um, one change per movie. Midichlorians was my, was one of mine. Yeah, definitely. That was, what a strange decision. You wrote the originals, George. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? Did you just like wake up one day and like, yeah, I don't like that. I'm going to change it. No, no, that's the whole point. <laughs> So I'd probably go with that. So do you want to do, I wasn't sure if we really wanted to do that question. I kind of put it in parentheses, the one change per movie. Do you want to do that? Did you have a lot of stuff for that one? Mine's just fairly quick. Yeah, mine's just fairly, do you want me to tell you mine? Just quickly? Yeah, if you want to do it, just for the listeners, I kind of threw I, I, this out as an idea, but I didn't know if time-wise like would have it, if we, if we wanted to do it. Okay, go ahead. So my one one, was just, I just wrote down episode one, midichlorians, nope. And we've already discussed that. Two is... You set up Queen Amidala as like a real player in, in episode one. So you set her up as this adventurous, tough, diplomatic main character. And she gets absolutely ruined, man, in episodes two and three. She's reduced to nothing. It's such a shame what happens to Natalie Portman's character. I wish that they had maybe set her up to be like almost like using sex as a way to get what she wants. Like if she was really manipulative and she was, because the whole movie that, He's a politician. Don't trust him. It's like, imagine if he got destroyed by her. That would be awesome. Ball dropped big time for that, I think. Like, just her turning Anakin into her little lapdog and then ruining him at the end. Sorry, just throwing that out there. It's an interesting concept, but yeah. It would be, be more Game of Thrones HBO and it wouldn't be suitable for kids. But And that's why it's not there, maybe. I don't know. Third one is... My God, that Emperor lightsaber scene has to be deleted. That is terrible, man. It's so bad. I love the Emperor, but that fight scene, he's just, he's not got it. And no amount of CGI can save him. The only good, like, lightsaber scene he has is when he's fighting Yoda, because it's not him. It's just close-up shots of his face going, ah, and then everything else is CGI'd. But that scene with him and uh, Mace Windu, it's like watching a guy on a Zimmer frame trying to lightsaber fight. Um, and then for everything else, I said four, five, six, nothing. And then I said seven, eight, nine, nothing because they cannot be saved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if I had to go through one, I'd probably say midichlorians. But since I already used that one, the other thing I would say is don't have them go through the planet core. It makes no sense. And that whole scene is just a waste of time. Didn't you see the movie, The Core? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> how can the core of this planet just be liquid water? It makes no sense. And it also has to have the stupidest line in the whole... Probably, I think. I mean, there are many stupid lines. <laughs> but 
there's always a bigger fish. It just it doesn't play into the movie at all. Mm-hmm. If it had a theme that seemed to match, no. For Attack of the Clones, get rid of the clones. <laughs> Attack of the... <laughs> well, I've told you this before, and I'll just go ahead and say it on here. My vision, when they mentioned the Clone Wars, was always a very, very different version. Mine was much more a body snatchers type thing Mm. where they made clones of the jedi and so nobody knew who was real and who was not and that's the way i always envisioned it having a droid army fight a nameless clone army who do i care about right now i know a lot of people out there might say oh they really care about it because of the cartoon where the clones do get personalities but the movie's they pretty much don't. There's one. There's like Commander Cody, I think. But the rest are all just just CGI. That's it. There's nothing there. Not very good CGI. <laughs> that. But I just think that that whole storyline doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. And it makes all the battles seem kind of pointless and stupid. And your idea of Attack of the Clones sounds pretty cool. It's like some kind of Battlestar Galactica thing. Yeah, that's what I always wanted. And so I kind of got it with Battlestar Galactica. Right. And maybe that's, I'm trying to think time-wise. No, that this would have been first. Yeah. They could have done it. They yeah. could have done it. <laughs> For Revenge of the Sith, uh, it's just, <laughs> I mean, honestly, just make it shorter because everything is too long. The chase scene on the lizard is too long. The fight scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan is too long. Everything just goes on too long. But I think, oh, yeah, that was the thing with episode two as well. Okay, I would say the clones. That's got to be the worst. Mm-hmm. But I hate the fact that they made R2 fly in ah, the second okay. one. Because that could have come in useful later. You can't throw that kind of stuff in the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> so, Revenge of the Sith. <sighs> Having Padme die like that was just stupid. Uh, that mm. that always just... it. I laughed at it the first time I saw it. <laughs> and I laughed again when I saw it this time. Because it's so stupid and so poorly done. There's probably something else, but that's definitely the first thing that pops to my mind. Yeah. A New Hope. I mean, if we're talking the originals, mostly like Han shot first. Don't mess with mm. what we already had. Don't put a CG dinosaur in front of the action. So definitely those kind of things. Uh, we could fix a couple of the bloopers in A New Hope. Oh, uh, no, you can't. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I have to see that Stormtrooper smash his head off the, the blast door. Or where Mark Hamill calls Leia Carey by accident kind of covers it up. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Empire is pretty solid. I, I'm struggling to think of anything for Empire, really. Uh, Return of the Jedi, though, the Rancor Beast, mm-hmm. when Luke is picked up by it, that never really looked good to me. Right. That's the one CG thing I wanted them to fix, <laughs> and it's the one thing that they did not fix. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do all this? You added a whole stupid song number but you couldn't make that look like Luke is actually there instead of standing in front of a screen because that's what it looks like. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But if I had to, you know, choose between the theatrical and the, the remastered, uh, obviously the original, I just leave them the way they were. That would be my, my number one thing for those. For Force Awakens, explain Rey better. Mm-hmm. She's the core of the story and she just seems to be able to do everything when she needs to do it. It's kind of there. I've heard people fill in those gaps, and you can kind of make it up, but this is very much what I feel is a J.J. Abrams thing of, I will leave it ambiguous, 
you feel it in yourselves. And I, there are just so many things about Ray. I don't want that. And because he did that, that's why Ryan Johnson could just go, okay, well, I'll fill them in for yeah. you. Just not the way you want them to be. Mm. With Last Jedi, just get rid of Canto Bite altogether. It was just a mass waste of time and didn't do anything. We can still have Poe do the uprising. There's still that tension there. Find something else for Finn and Rose to do because it was pointless. And saving yeah. the animals as she takes off the saddle. Now it was worth it. I'm like, no, 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 it wasn't. They'll just be picked up in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> for Rise of Skywalker, I- I'm going to get into this in the n- next big question here, but... The first hour of it is actually not bad. And then it it goes completely off the rails. I would say probably don't have the Emperor here. Mm -hmm. Because that actually does take away from the original series. And takes away from the final big moment of our Jedi. Right. Right. So pretty much any time we say Jedi, we're we're talking about (laughs) Episode 6. That moment is key to Vader's story arc. And you kind of take that away by going... Oh, but I got away. (laughs) In a stupid, stupid way. Yeah. I mean, I like seeing him there. And in an already bad movie, having him ham it up was at least fun to watch. So I I don't want to take it away from it as it stands. But he shouldn't have been the big bad Mm. is a thing. We should have had a new one. Same thing with kind of Force Awakens. We shouldn't have had a Death Star that's bigger. Mm. We should have just had something new. And yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, who's the bad guy? Emperor again. Great. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what I love the red letter media thing. When the trailer, the like teaser came out, nobody ever really dies. And then <laughs> did a whole long game, nobody ever really dies. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Because yeah. uh, nobody ever really dies. Yeah. Or, or nobody's ever really gone. Han's still alive. <laughs> oh, actually, that would be it for Empire. Okay. I want it. The name is Han Solo to everybody except for Lando. I want him to say it. Han Solo, so that I don't have to have this <laughs> argument with my friend who is convinced that it's Han Solo, even though pretty much everybody else pronounces it Han Solo. Lando very clearly calls him Han, though, yeah. and that causes a huge <laughs> amount of confusion. <laughs> You're not helping here, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a minor thing, and it wouldn't even come up if my friend wasn't obsessed with this kind of argument. Right. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. Big question here big Mm -hmm. time question in our previous force awakens i believe is that the one where you said you thought the prequels were better than the sequels yeah okay so now (laughs) do you have to eat your words or are the sequels better like what do you think yeah this is a this is a hard one man i'm gonna just no fence sitting here right so okay um, unfortunately because i want to fence it but okay right uh, if I had to choose, I'm going to say, yes, they are. Right? now. Okay, <laughs> to make that clear. You're saying the prequels are better than the Disney sequels? Yes. Okay. Now, everyone pick up a rock and throw at me every time I say Jehovah. I think, yes, even though they're terrible, and watching them again was such a... It was so painful to watch them again. They're terrible, and I would even say, I've written down here, objectively terrible, because the acting is bad, the CGI is bad... The story is, even the, what do you call it? Even the, the crawl at the beginning is the most boring <laughs> thing ever. Especially Phantom Menace, you were saying that, like, oh, great, tax uh, disputes. Yeah, tax disputes. Like, what is going on? But to give George Lucas all of his credit, they still feel like Star Wars movies to me. 
Whereas the new Disney movies is like Star Wars logo slapped on any space sci-fi adventure. And I think that the prequels, as a Star Wars movie, as part of the Star Wars franchise, the prequels do a better job than the Disney ones. I would agree, based on the prequels, at least feel like they had a trilogy going. They didn't do what you were talking about, going back and forth. That's a huge problem with the Disney sequels. And honestly, I would say that probably watching-wise... A lot of the sequels are probably better individually, but as a whole, there is a through story, even though I don't like it, Mm -hmm. it has the momentum, it has all the elements of a beginning, middle, and end to Anakin's story that Rey's story, that Kylo Ren's story doesn't seem to hold for me. Mm -hmm. And there are at least a handful of characters in the prequels that I do learn to appreciate or that I do care about. The Disney sequels just felt like they were shoving so many characters in there without any real development that to me they always just felt kind of two-dimensional the cg is so much better in them the visuals are so much better in them there's a lot of great things going on there are a lot of good moments Mm -hmm. but good moments are not enough to make a good movie and certainly not enough to make a good trilogy so as a trilogy the prequels but to be honest the only thing watching these again really makes me want to do is watch the original three. So I've saved that. That's probably what I'm going to start doing today or tomorrow. Because after I watch any of these, all I want to know is, is there a good Star Wars? And so I need to kind of go back to that. So what's next then? Is there going to be an episode 10? Do we know? Do you want it? I think Disney is so lazy and so... Not lazy. Lazy is not the right word. Because they're definitely... They're anything but lazy. They're taking over the planet as much as they can. And that takes effort. But I think they're so safe playing that by the time Mandalorian finishes, that's just going to be where the next Disney movie is going to take off from. I think... Once from the, the Mandalorian? I think once the Mandalorian season has kind of played out, once they get to like whatever... I read somewhere that there's there's definitely... They've done... They're doing season three now. They've kind of uh, teased about season four. So let's just say there's even going to be a season five, a couple of years down the line. I think that if there is an episode 10 Star Wars, it's going to be after The Mandalorian. I think it's just going to take up after that. Okay. I honestly don't know where they're going. But do you think they'll continue with, say, like a Rey storyline? Will they have more Skywalkers? Do you think that that's where they're going? It might be Baby Yoda, man. I imagine it would be something about rebuilding the Jedi again. Because, no, I don't want to give any spoilers away from Mandalorian, but... I've warned them. Yeah. Everything. So, yeah. so is it one that I haven't seen yet? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, just like the basic idea of like your baby Yoda, the Jedi are pretty much all but gone, scattered. Uh, I reckon episode 10 would be about bringing them all back together. So it might be a kind of almost like a reverse of the original trilogy where instead of starting out, well, I guess it could be similar, but starting out bad and going backwards to good kind of thing. So yeah, like getting the band back together kind of thing. So my next question uh, this was one of mine. We we came at this from two different angles. So <laughs> they're both about spinoffs. I said, what if we want one? Is there a spinoff? Do we want what spinoff would we want to see? And what would you want then? Well, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think if there was a, like a good spinoff, I would have no problems. It might be a bit late to the party for this one, but even just a, a 3PO R2-D2 spinoff, <laughs> just with them doing doing stuff... I don't know if that would get old quickly and that would kind of ruin the... I can't believe you would say that. You of all people. Why? Because 
Look, we are both irritated with what C-3PO has become since well, the original. Well, that's true. And he only gets worse. And just the other day, <laughs> you were going on. There's like a 10-minute rant about how much you hated C-3PO in The Rise of Skywalker and how he has to say goodbye to everybody twice. Oh, I'm going yeah, yeah, to look at my friends. <laughs> and he, he only gets worse. And yet now you want a whole series where you get to hear him talk non-stop and make bad puns like in Attack of the Clones. And well, yeah. I mean, but him on his own, yeah. He's dire in the in the new ones. But him and R2-D2 together, yeah, be, it would be overkill, wouldn't it? It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Honestly, it might. The thing is, I think you've hit a really important point there and the fact that C-3PO does not work without R2-D2. Right. You can have R2 without C-3PO, but it doesn't work the other way around. Mm. And... Pretty much that's all they ever did. Force Awakens, oh, my friend R2 is in low power mode, so we don't get to have him. Yeah, so we can have BB-8 instead yeah. the whole time because he's more merchandise. I'm sorry, and that's a very cynical way to look at it. But but it's true, but but why? I don't know what was going through their head. Like, why not just remarket R2? Like, is he not cool anymore? Like, I think he's totally cool. My cynical commercial perspective thought is that R2 will always sell. So I'll but, have a new one. Mm. But if you had R2 versus BB-8, and BB-8 was just a minor character, he wouldn't sell very much. Mm. But if you make him a major player in three movies, he's going to sell a lot from now until people stop caring about Star Wars. Yeah, I would agree with that. But that's, that's very cynical. I originally thought that I did want spinoffs. I wanted stuff that didn't have to do with the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. I wanted... Stuff that was totally different. One, I don't want prequels. I will tell you that. <laughs> I don't, even though I love McGregor as Obi-Wan, I don't even really want the prequel stuff we're probably going to get with him. Right. I didn't want Solo. And the fact that they had the stupid dice from the Millennium Falcon <laughs> that they had to shove into the canon movie, because I don't remember ever seeing them originally. No. And making such a big deal about them. So that, and that's, I don't blame it on Johnson. I think that's a Disney thing. Like, we have another movie coming. This is very important. You need to prominently show this, like, three times in the movie, even though it makes no sense. Yeah. (sighs) That is just so (laughs) maddening. I just, after seeing Rogue One, after seeing Solo, I definitely don't want any more prequels. But after watching The Mandalorian, I'm not a big fan. I know lots of other people are. But it makes me think, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm not. Maybe those three movies are kind of it. There are a handful of other things that I can appreciate, but maybe those are are kind of it. Fingers crossed. There's something else good that will happen. Mm-hmm. And if Disney's going to keep putting stuff out, eventually they're going to hit on something I like. Mm-hmm. Because hopefully, well, if they're going to put out something every year, which it seems that their plan is, well, 20 more years I've got 20 movies to try and do at least one thing. But the problem is, am I going to have the patience to watch through all of them? And that's that's going to come up to a, a later question. So yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But that is the thing. Do I want to spin off? I thought I did. But now I don't think I do. Yeah. Worst possible spin off for TV? I had two. Okay. <laughs> one would be, how bad would a romance spin off just detailing Anakin and Amadilla's dating time together? It'd just be absolutely diabolical, man. <laughs> well, especially if you put it pretty much back in the same hands again, in the same situation. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad for me. The worst possible spinoff has to go with one of the 
absolute worst things that they've ever stamped the Star Wars name on, which is the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> now, this, let me get on my soapbox here just for a minute, <laughs> because I also have my little conspiracy theory going. There's a new Star Wars Holiday Special that is being put up by Lego, mm-hmm. the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special that I suspect they named specifically that way to mess with the SEO. So when people search for holiday special, Star Wars, any combination, the Lego one is going to pop up. They're trying to bury the fact that there is a Star Wars holiday special. That is one of the worst things ever created, and it is beautiful in the fact that it is so incredibly bad. It was made for TV. Only the first movie had come out. People didn't have VCRs in those days. They hadn't rewatched it. And the people who made it clearly only had a tangential understanding of how Star Wars worked and how story worked. (laughs) In the opening credits, you get a long list of the celebrities like B. Arthur and Art Carney who are going to appear. Not Star Wars, no crawl, no anything. (laughs) There's all sorts of things they could have done that would have felt better. But Star Wars wasn't in the pop culture mind yet we didn't really know it and love it the way that we do now and so it it just is such a mess you have a Bubba Fett cartoon which is okay for his time but it's very weird especially when it's introduced but the best thing because it's the absolute worst thing is like the 10 minutes introduction where we get to see Chewbacca's family which I believe (laughs) their names are Bumpy, Itchy, and Mala (laughs) the whole thing is Han trying to get Chewie home for this Life Day holiday, because we don't want to call it Christmas, because (laughs) they don't have Christmas in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, right? So, (laughs) there's just so much ridiculousness, but the best is that opening. Because with Chewbacca's family, for a long time, there are no humans, there are no droids, so we have no idea what they are saying. So they're just kind of shouting at each other That's right. in Wookiees <laughs> for like the entire first segment. And this is how they started. Yeah. <laughs> Who sat through this? <laughs> what parent did not turn the channel if they were actually watching? And did kids actually watch it? My guess is they started watching it going, oh, Wookiees, like Chewbacca. And they're really excited. And then about a minute in went, I'm going to go play with my toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can make up a better story than this with my toys. So the worst possible spinoff would be Chewbacca's family, no subtitles, half an hour at a time. Yeah. Actually, sorry, I just saw here, I should really wear my glasses. I did write down one for yours. Mine is, I, I even named it, like, uh, like what'd you call it, all smart? Um, no. It's called Jedi Knights, but with an N. And it's a look at all of the failed Jedi who get kicked out of Jedi school. And it's following them around. They've got these powers and they got kicked out of the academy and they're trying to get back in. And so there's like some weird stuff going on. Okay. Are they vigilantes? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, or Like Jedi Batman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely going to be a couple of those. But some of them are just like, you know, car mechanics or some of them just like just live in their mom's basement. And yeah, they're just like loser, loser Jedi. I think that would be, okay. that'd be good. <laughs> I, actually, that could work, but only if it's done well. This leads us into two of our biggest questions, I think, as far as emotional impact here. Mm -hmm. So the first of these is how do we feel now that it is quote unquote done? (laughs) Yeah. If we look at it as it's presented 
it's the Skywalker series. Right. Anakin was the first, then Luke, then sort of Ben Solo, who was related to Skywalkers, but Rey, who sort of becomes adopted into. Right. Well, she certainly takes the name because they had to do a whole long scene just to do that. Mm. It's not even that long, but it feels so long (laughs) because the movie feels like it's done and then it just spits one little more thing out for you. Honestly, I, in one word, it relieved. It feels like a huge weight off my chest to have it finished. And that's not a good thing. It's just, I don't know, like a curse has been lifted. (laughs) I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I know that we've talked about this in person that on Hello Internet, that's the way they both kind of presented that they thought they were going to feel. And that's kind of how they both felt afterwards. And that's exactly how I have felt since it was done. What's that? Just relieved. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weight off my shoulders. It's like, this is the last one I have to care about. And I don't have to from now on. Mm-hmm. These nine are, I guess, to me, are what are going to be considered the canon of Star Wars. And I felt that I had to keep going in the hopes that maybe something good would come out. It hasn't. I'm not sure I ever want to continue again. I don't feel the need to rush out and see it if there's something better on. Even with Mandalorian, you and I were both very hesitant to watch it. And we gave it a try. We didn't really like it. But because it's so popular, that's my concern is that because Star Wars is possibly, unless it gets much worse going to be forever popular in some way and to remain part of pop culture we're going to have to watch these i'm going to feel like compelled to watch it not because i want to but Mm. the difference is i don't have to care anymore yeah and i don't think that they're hopefully they won't do a lot that's going to mess again with the story of the originals i think that we're beyond that now so yes they brought the emperor back or say that he still lived one way or another, whether you think he's a clone of himself or he's the one who actually fell down the pit. He's in theory dead. Maybe they'll bring him back again, but they've already done it once. So what does it matter? It, what is that going to hurt? It's just going to hurt rise of Skywalker, which doesn't hurt me. Yeah. I don't have the emotional attachment to the prequels or the Disney sequels. Mm -hmm. It's only those original three that I'm really going to care about and that I don't want them to mess up any more of the story with, which they might do with prequels, but you know what? I've totally just tuned those out now. In my mind, Solo's not part of canon. Mm-hmm. Rogue One, not part of canon. Yeah. It can be to other people, that's fine. But to me, there are three, and then if I have to, there are nine. And I'm not going to bring the others into the argument. It's like the people who know all about the extended universe and all the books and all the comics and everything. And there's just so many different creators that have done that kind of stuff that I feel like it's too disparate to really all actually work together as one. Right. And I don't have that much time. There are other things I want to do now, especially now that it's crushed me so much. (laughs) Crushed. It has. I mean, these ones, not so much, but the prequels did. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I'm definitely much more favorable towards the prequels than I was in the past, because I remember sitting around a telephone in a flat with my friends trying to get tickets for this for hours and hours. My friends waited in 24 hours in line, and I spent a bit of time there, but I had to work and do some other things. It it was serious. I mean, for anyone that's too young to remember that, this was serious business, man. In 1999... When the Phantom Menace dropped was a huge moment. 
And we watched it. And at the end, I remember this, we kind of looked at each other and went, what? Nah, we have to go and watch it again. We missed something. Well, and that was my thing. I kept watching it, hoping... It, it became less annoying. But now, having given it like a decade's birth between <laughs> viewings, watching it again, I was like, oh my goodness, it's worse than I remember. Yeah. I'd kind of gotten used to how bad it was. And watching it again was like ripping up old wounds and going, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's worse than I yeah. remember. But it was good watching it again because, like, for me, I did come to this, like I said, and I'll stand by that, the prequels are better than the Disney ones because they feel more, they definitely feel more like a Star Wars movie despite how terrible they are. And they are bad. They are really bad. But I think the biggest crushing thing of it to me was, like, they just released the remasters which I went to see because it gave me the chance to see the Star Wars movies on the screen for the first time, mm-hmm. like the big screen. Then I went to Phantom Menace, and after leaving it, my friends were saying how great it was, and I think my one friend was trying to be nice to the other one, because the other <laughs> one, he was totally fanboying over everything, mm-hmm. and I was just in this gray haze of just, like, did I, did I like it? Yeah, what did I just watch? <laughs> I was so set to walk out of there happy and ecstatic and finally it's back it's written by george lucas it's directed by george lucas it's going to be good like that was my thing and yeah all of them were george lucas and so if you can say anything is canon well the creator made those so they should be those crushed me and then they the second one was just so bad <laughs> that i didn't even want to see it again i've put it off for decades i didn't want to see it again yeah. and seeing it again it only confirmed that I don't want to see it again. Yeah, you said to me, like, skip the first 40 minutes or something like that, or 20 minutes, and I think you said 20, but when I watched it, I was like, probably 40, because <laughs> nothing happens in it. It's the opposite of Rise of Skywalker, where I feel like, even though they brought the Emperor back very quickly, and there's a lot of stupid MacGuffin stuff, the first hour is actually pretty decent, and right. the characters are working really well. And then all of a sudden, the movie just goes absolutely off the rails and bonkers <laughs> and and loses his mind the opposite is true for attack of the clones where it just starts off boring and nothing really happens and the whole romance part is boring and nothing really happens and then a whole lot of action right at the end and it's just yeah it's just yeah doesn't work for yeah. me isn't that also where the stupid um the car chase in the sky that's in the second one yeah that's right yeah where they do they do this a lot with Obi-Wan and Anakin, where they talk about things that sound much more interesting than the things we get to see. Yes. <laughs> Remember that time when we did this? Like <laughs> That sounds good. Can, that we, sounds see that yeah. <laughs> can we see that instead? Can we see that movie instead? Don't make it now. You've wasted it. You should have done it for this movie. Yeah. But I'm relieved, I think, now that it's done. But the big question is, are we still Star Wars fans? Considering that you and I... Yeah. Do not like pretty much anything else. We don't like the prequels. We don't like the Disney sequels. I've seen Solo. I don't think you have. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched. I watched uh, Rogue One and that's it. I didn't like Rogue One. So far, I don't like The Mandalorian. I need to get into season two. I haven't seen it Was there it a third like intermission movie? Was it Rogue One, Han, uh, Solo, and then what was the other one? The Was there a third one? No. There was I two. don't think there is. I always in my head think that there is, but I don't think that there is. Well, there can be, because there's only been three new movies. So it was like Force Awakens, middle one, next one, middle one, intermission. Yeah, there's no one them. them For some reason, I think Rogue One in my head has been split into two movies. Right, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, there's just so much I don't like. 
I will always, I think, like the original three. I don't think there's anything they can do to take those away from me. Mm -hmm. But we're talking three good things out of a good, what, 12 now just out of this? Yeah, it's not good uh, odds, is it? (laughs) They made two Ewok movies. One was good and one was not. The holiday special... I, I mean, it's uh, excellent, yeah. <laughs> but because of how bad it is, they've done some other terrible things. Like, did you ever see the videos of the dance numbers that they had at the Disney parks no. where like Vader is breakdancing and things? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll have to find you one of those. <laughs> they've done some terrible things with Star Wars, but those three, those three are always going to be special to me. And I think I am, but I'm always going to have to clarify. I'm always going to have to say... I am a Star Wars fan, but only of the original three. Yeah. And I have said this for a long time since the prequels came out, but now it feels even more so. But it's the type of thing where, can I be the type of person who wears anything that says Star Wars on it now? I think, like the shirt I'm wearing now, it's R2-D2. That's all it is. It doesn't even say Star Wars. In fact, I would love it if a lot of Star Wars merchandise stopped having the name on it. (laughs) We know it's Star Wars. You don't have to write the title on it with the character. If you're showing me an X-Wing, I know what that's from. You don't have to put a big Star Wars logo at the top of it. Yeah, like $4 billion worth of merchandise. Yeah, it's uh, we get it. <laughs> but no, I'd say the same thing. I'd say Star Wars as a franchise, no. But the original Star Wars, yes. But it's a really interesting question, man. When you sent that to me, I was like... I had to think, like, am I really a Star Wars fan? Because all I do is piss all over it. All I do is complain about it. <laughs> That's like, like, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, originals are, are always going to be there. And I felt compelled. But I'm not, I'm not like a hardcore, one of these, like, guys that goes to conventions, dresses up, and has all the books. And, and I don't profess to know anything about it other than what's probably in the, in the originals. Even, the, like, the prequels... People have studied this, man. They know all the details of all the characters. I am not that person. And I'm not that for anything. That's just not my style. But I, w- I was a huge fan. I don't know that that's necessarily the <laughs> truth. There are definitely been some episodes where you've done some research. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that hardcore fan person. But am I, am I a huge Star Wars fan? Yeah, I can still be that person. But I felt compelled to watch all of them, mm-hmm. even though I did not want to. Will you still feel compelled? No, no. I we've talked about this before. I'm the the relief that came with the end of nine means I've kind of set that boundary for myself. It's like after this, I'm not going to see anything ever again. I don't. Well, I can if I want to. That's maybe a rocky road <laughs> to, to go down. But I've kind of said to myself, this is what you need to watch up to just to get the closure. No doubt. Even in twenty years, if I'm still alive, they'll release another three, whatever, and they'll be like, "These, these are these are great," and I'll probably maybe end up having to watch those as well. But I don't feel that now, but I did before, and that's what I mean. I'm not this hardcore Star Wars fan, but I did feel that like the Force pull, man, for me, like you must come and sit down, even though you know you, you just watched the Force Awakens and you laughed almost the entire way through because it was so bad. You went to see the Ryan Johnson one, which was absolutely dire why did that guy lick the ground um and then the third one came in salt yeah and then because they wanted to prove that it wasn't an ice plant yeah (laughs) (laughs) so dumb then 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 the episode nine came and i was just like i do not want to see this but i have to 
And so, am I a Star Wars fan? I think that makes me a Star Wars fan. Because I would not go and see a movie that I did not want to go and see. I think one of the issues is always going to be, I love the idea of the world. I love the look of the world. But if the characters aren't there, then you lose me. So, I've got three that I will always hold dear. And hopefully, hopefully I always will. Hopefully these don't taint that. But I have seen them a lot less since, to be honest. And I think... and in, 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 I, I don't know if it's just because I'm older and I don't need to see the same movies all the time anymore. Or just I've seen them so many times I could quote whole scenes to you right now. Right. That I, I don't need to see them all the time. But I do wonder if somehow all this Star Wars that I don't like has somehow kind of pushed back against the Star Wars I do like. I think it also says a lot about who we are or who anyone is as an individual. I've been making a list, you know, I'm mental about lists recently. I've actually started going through, I went through and I've, not every single movie I've ever watched in my life, but I'm making a list of just memorable movies that I like from every year. So even... So 1977 counts, even though I wouldn't have been able to watch anything. But, but movie, it's from that year. But from that year until now, right? So movies that I've seen in the time frame that I've been alive. And my God, it's really heavy on the 80s. And there's entire years in the 2000s that are blank. Like just nothing has impressed me. Is that because I'm getting old and I've got other things to do so I don't go to the movies? I don't think that's true. I still think I see a lot of movies... Even now, I watched The Lobster recently, which I loved, and there's there's still great movies that are coming out that I enjoy, but what happened with Star Wars? Like, why did... What's different? They've still got the Force, they've still got lightsabers, but that's what I mean. Star Wars is more than... That's such a cliche phrase, more than the sum of its parts, but it, it was. It was something special. But I think that they've also, with what they've done, the longer you make something go on, the bigger it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And Boy, Rise of Skywalker. Even just having Rey trying to pull back the ship with her mind as it's trying to fly away, that was a lot. But then having the Emperor go absolutely ballistic <laughs> with lighting up the whole sky with lightning, where do you go from there? Like, it's just too far. And that's another part of the reason why I'm not sure I want anything more, because how much bigger can you get? Is he going to become... He's going to come back and he will be... The Death Star. The Death Star. <laughs> we just need him to, like reach his hand out the window and take it out yeah but that's the thing why did they feel the need to make everything more and like so the whole sum of its own parts thing is like the the new movies are full of parts but they don't go together for me mm-hmm. that's that's the analogy i'm trying to get to there is like it's full of stuff but it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't lock together and the originals were they had lots of things going on but not they didn't need a lot of things going on because things were simple and they worked i don't know have we become so attention deficited that we need, like, just things flashing before our eyes every 10 seconds? Like, we cannot have just a Millennium Falcon 10-minute trip where we just talk to Obi-Wan for 10 minutes about nothing, really, that just builds character. Character building today has to be done through action rather than words. Yeah, that's kind of what it was, is, isn't it? It's like everything is action. Oh, a picture is a thousand words. It's like, no, no, a thousand words is a thousand words and it's only a couple of pages of A4 so just say it <laughs> you've got two and a half hours you know like why uh, yeah. anyway well, that's, that's why we're here today is to get this out <laughs> I, I think your point there I think is the one that probably I'd like to end on that the original series 
was the sum of its parts and the parts went together. The others are even more parts and they don't seem to fit. I think that you've nailed a great analogy there and I think that's where I would like to end. So with that, I would like to say to our listeners, if you actually sat through this whole thing, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. Gaps filled and more gaps created. <laughs>